I'm Alex Keller. And I'm Mike Harding. This is the Drink Tasty Voyage. that mike what's that the sound of refreshment oh because i'm just so refreshed that we're here recording the film fantastic voyage yeah you know we keep it fresh hey for anybody who doesn't know we keep it real fresh nobody says that anymore though they don't why don't kids say fresh anymore uh what was that 90s oh yeah the fresh prince it was a whole sitcom about being fresh he was the fresh prince of bel-air statement mike have you ever been to bel-air uh, I've driven through it and cried. I have not, and therefore I'm not sad because ignorance, my friend, is bliss. You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Mm. Uh, what a curse! <laughs> Would you tell me, Alex, if your auntie and uncle lived in Bel Air? Just, just, just pick whatever aunt and uncle you have. I, I don't know if you have more, than more one. often. Uh, would you live with them? Right now? Sure. Well, no, maybe when you're like a little bit younger. I mean, like your formative years. uh, If I was sent away, I don't think I have a choice. If I moved out here, if they had room to spare, fuck yeah, I'd live with them at least for a bit. Yeah. You know, I don't want to cramp their style or nothing like a certain Will Smith was doing to his, you know, extended family, (laughs) just taking their food, being sassy to their other already sassy butler and all all that stuff. But um, (laughs) so you get along with your your. your aunts and uncles. Oh yeah. I imagine you probably wouldn't tell us if you didn't, right? No, I, we, neither I, would I because we're on the air. I see my aunts and uncles once every couple of years for a reunion. We have a grand old time. Oh, very fun. Have you told them? Ha, have you seen them since the uh, the grand opening of the film Fantastic Voyage? Well, Mike, if there has the film Fantastic Voyage been on for over two years? Yes, it has. Therefore, it stands to reason that they should have. <laughs> um, and its predecessor, Cinema Shack? I don't know. Either which, way, they, I think my uncle said he listens. I don't believe him. And then... Um, listen, our beloved, our beloved fan mansion, mansioned... He mansioned! Uh, he mentioned that he's been listening to us since Cinema Shack. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? Yep. Cinema Shack was our old podcast. Where we basically did the same thing we do now. <laughs> well, we had like a central question, though. Like, yeah. And then we what got, movies would be better with Muppets? Yeah, the problem with that format is we always came up with the exact same answers. Oh, yeah. You and I. It's Batman like, and Star Wars. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, at least here, well, we used to have a format. Fantastic Voyage has been through some format changes. I'm at IMDb, changed it up on us, and now we just have to kind of just do something. <laughs> we used to talk, I remember I used to try to have like a little radio show narrative going on. About these aliens called the Bogardians. Oh, yeah. That would totally not play with a video cast, by the way. Can't do that with a video cast. No, no. Who do we think we are? Yeah. Um, mystery Science Theater or something? Yeah. Can't we're all the be poor the... man's Mystery Science Theater. Uh, we're like the free man's Mystery <laughs> Science Theater. Yeah. 
We're the we're we're the Swedish we're we're, we're the Turkish version. Yeah, basically. Of, mm-hmm. of uh, yeah, mystery science theater. <laughs> you thought that was cheap? Wait till they get a load of us. So, Alex, um, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Probably not. Apparently, uh, DCWB has pulled the trigger on a James Gunn project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw the news. I did see about this. I did hear about this. Uh, which is hilarious because wasn't it someone at WB that walked out of, uh, well, they didn't walk out of Guardians, but they saw Guardians and then walked out and said, God damn, we got to make Suicide Squad. Basically, from the, the way that, you know, and it's both rumored and obvious. Uh, and once you have it, now James Gunn is, I guess, attached to a potential as a writer, uh, uh, Suicide Squad movie. He is movie? confirmedly writing it. He has said he might direct it. That's kind of like that one actor that was Superman in Superman Returns, and then now he's on Heroes of Tomorrow or whatever the fuck. That's still a DC property, though. Well, what I mean is, like, you're going from, like, Slamajama down to, like, uh, something uh, something else there. Mike, you know something stupid I keep seeing? Huh. People keep saying, like, every time I see, like, some good director or writer is attached to some movie, uh-huh. people on the internet are always like, they should just give the DCEU to that guy. It's like, do you people not understand <laughs> what creative types and directors do and how they're never, you should never give the control of a creative universe to someone who is a creative person? You give it to a producer or a businessman or someone that can like, you know. You give it to someone like Kevin Feige. Someone that can see the big picture and doesn't yes. get involved, doesn't really give a shit about like, you know, the the artistic minutia. Like DC's big problem was giving it to Zack Snyder. Not right. Be, and like, there's nothing against Zack Snyder as a director or, you know, whatever. But like he's a director. Don't give your entire, the keys to your franchise to one guy with one vision it's going to ruin everything. Well, and everything's going to feel the same. Well, it's a, I think part is, of the reason why MCU works is because the movies are different enough to not feel stale after well, a while. There's a bit of that, but it's also like you need one guy who's like, we're going to keep things a little grounded, and if you want to get wacky crazy, you can, but you have to come to me first, as opposed to you know someone being like, I want to do my own ideas, and everyone's going to, you know, or else, you know, whatever. Right, yeah. It's just it was a bad idea from the start, and also the same the same thing with like when they DC Warner Brothers tried to get Christopher Nolan to be their showrunner, their you know the showrunner, their their lead back in the day, and he turned it down because he's you know too smart for that. Well, he was so he was executive producer on Man of Steel. Yeah, I feel like they were like, oh man, uh, you know, CN, you're the, you're hot shit. You want to like be <laughs> CN, be the be the overseer of all the stuff, and he's like, I'll do it for one movie. So I was talking to Christopher. We all call him CN yeah. in the office. Chrissy, Chrissy N. <laughs> uh, I love how every John F. Kennedy story always starts with, so I was talking to John. We all call him Jack, though. I was talking to Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm like, what? Why is his name John, then? What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, everybody, why don't you just call me uh, Mel instead of Mike? Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I would, Yeah, I always find nicknames like that weird, like, you know, Richard and Dick, or Robert and Bob, and all that. Well, Richard and Dick is like an actual thing, though. No, I'm saying those are John Jack is an actual thing. I've is heard it that really? before. Yeah. Well, you know how there's Jack Torrance, and he's like, "Here's Johnny," and the oh, shinning. Oh yeah, that's right. It's a common enough, like you know, wibbly wobbly thing. Yeah. All right. But. Um, and then also a little a little speck of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy news. I read this today, uh, maybe from a reputable source. But they're they're talking about how Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. 
Disney has... Uh, it was an interview with James Gunn's brother, and he was talking about how Disney called him recently and said, yeah, we're going to make this movie still. I'm sure it's happening. Um, well, because the last thing we heard about it was like, oh, this was shelved indefinitely. And well, that doesn't it. mean it's not happening. It was just shelved indefinitely to get yeah. everything figured out. It's like, you know, you got you, they had the release date, and they had to push it. Now it's and, been pushed to 2021. And the project name is apparently called... Hot Christmas. That's just, you know, everything's got their fun, silly, you know, Red Harvest-esque. I would love if names. it was Guardians of the Galaxy Hot Christmas. I forget. There's, it won't be, but that would be fun. If there's got to be a fun list of stuff on the internet where you can find the in, in production names. I think uh, the last Jedi's production name was Space Bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so I mean, Hot Christmas is probably just a nonsense name. Of course, but I'd, like I said. I'd love to believe that it's a, a hint to the release date, and that would be Christmas of what twenty twenty one or whatever. I right? wonder why they like in the past they did that to hide the fact they were working on big movies. Like Return of the Jedi was uh, famously called Red Harvest Horror Beyond Imagination to oh. try to trick people into thinking there was some kind of low budget <laughs> horror movie, so they give them cheap rates, and then because if they were told them we're making a Star Wars, they'd be like, well, you know. It's going to cost you four times as I much. I want one million dollars. Yeah, this kid, you know. Oh, you wanted to rent this, this you know, this catering? Four million dollars. <laughs> and the rights to your action figures. Yeah. You know, Alex, I know. we're, we're Yeah, gonna... I'll serve you food if I can be an action figure. <laughs> we're kind of, I know we're kind of bebopping and skipping all over the place, but um, Star Wars. Um I was in a conversation the other day. Oh, I think God. we've talked oh, about this. Oh, here it goes. I think we've talked about this, but I want to bring it back up because it's just such a fasc- fascinating subject to me, and I feel like people haven't really analyzed it the right way. Hmm. Uh, I was sitting at a table with, you know. It's a bad start, but keep going. Uh, you know, coworkers eating lunch, talking about stuff. And I was like, man, I really like the new Star Wars. And this other guy's like, oh, I, I like the prequels, and I don't like the new ones. Mm-hmm. And and his reasoning was because the new ones are just like so shamelessly commercial and blah blah blah, and they're just there to make money, which I don't disagree with. However, uh, I I keep coming back to this thing, man, where it's like, doesn't anybody remember how much of a a, a merchandising like uh, miasma Star Wars has basically always been? Yeah, I mean, like that guy used to go back to 1999. Remember the fact that like you know fucking uh, Qui Gon Jinn was plastered on everything. Yeah, uh, even Jar Jar Biggs. I think the reasoning I can see that is that George Lucas himself is like back in 1983 or whatever. It's like I want to make prequels. You know, uh-huh. I want to show how this originally happened, and was you know they and like you, you can you can view that as like you know he was always trying to tell this story, man. And now Disney's just continuing on. Didn't even need to do that. The end was fine. That's the only that's the <laughs> reasoning I can see. But they phrase it poorly where they say, you know, oh it's just a commercial. It's all commercial nowadays. It's like oh come. Come off it. Episode one was the most commercial, commercial bullshit I ever saw. Well, and the interesting thing is too, also that uh, George Lucas, there is actual evidence of this because, like Mark, there is some Mark Hamill interview from the eighties or whatever where he was mm-hmm. talking about how George Lucas wanted to do the prequels, but then by the year, uh, what Mark Hamill said was like by the year twenty eleven, what he'd want to do is revisit. He would want to make sequels by the year twenty eleven. No, it's yeah, it's it's uncommon. Um, it's his ideas have been. He often said, "I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do episode one, two, and three, and then after that, I'm gonna do seven, eight, and nine. 
Right. Like, he said him saying that for years. And then when he was making the prequels, like, actually, just six. Just gonna make six. That's <laughs> gonna be it. And then, you know, then now we have uh, up to nine. Yeah. I ain't complaining. Well, the poor guy, like, George Lucas, man, you look at him uh, pre-prequels and you look at him post-prequels, and man... I would say pre-special edition. I'd go back to 97. Okay. That was the tipping point. He, uh, But I, I'm just talking about the contrast between before and after, and mm. it's like after... You could just tell that the dude was like fucking heartbroken. Yeah. And then he did Indiana Jones and a lot of people complained about that. And he's just like, well, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. The interesting thing is like once the instant he sold it to Disney, everyone's like, George Lucas, man, that guy was just some fucking, he was like, just no one really got his vision, you know? Yeah. It's like... Follow the horde. Everybody follow the horde. It's just basically whoever's in charge of Star Wars will never be doing Star Wars right. Never, ever, not, not ever. Until 20 years down the line when someone else does yeah. it, quote-unquote, wrong, and then people will be like, well, you know what? Episode uh, 7, 8, and 9, those were the good stuff. Yeah. Episode 15, 16, and 17, man, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's interesting? Video games don't seem to operate that way mm, at all. You're wrong. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, so give me some examples. Uh, Halo, every new Halo, everyone's like, man, the last Halo really? was... So, yeah, so, um, pretty much... People bash for, on Halo like that? I didn't know that. Uh, after Halo 3, the Halo community became disintegrated because, you know, basically a lot of the casual audience was gobbled up by other games, and so all you had is other people. Well, and then also that's when Bungie... What? They, Bungie did 3, right? They did 3, everyone and loves 3. And then everybody... Everyone loves Halo 2 and Halo 3. Pretty much everyone, no one disagrees about that. I mean, they get some people, but like, yeah, that's very rare. Bungie then made Halo Reach, uh-huh. which at the time, everyone's like, what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got like the weapons feel all different. I got all these like jetpacks and stuff. That's not Halo. And rubble, then, rubble, rubble, rubble. Yeah, exactly. And so then, uh, and then 343 Industries took over the mantle. Uh-huh. Uh, pun intended, I guess, for Halo fans out there. Um, I don't get it. Uh, it's a thing. It's a Halo thing. <laughs> Okay. You know, it's just it's a Halo thing, Mike. Yeah. Um and then um they made Halo 4, which is my personal favorite so far, campaign-wise at least. Uh-huh. Um uh, multiplayer was okay. And then everyone was like, "Oh man, Halo 4 multiplayer sucks. You know, Halo Reach, that was the real pinnacle. That was the real <laughs> the real good stuff." Um I mean, oh, and then Halo 5 man. came out, and people are like actually Halo 5 is pretty it's pretty good multiplayer, and no one likes Halo 4 still. Um, but like, it's like that kind of stuff. You get that all the time, and I'm sure with every Call of Duty, people will go to this one or that one and say, like, that's when the series was at its peak, man. Uh, you know, it happens. You know what I read today? Uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, <laughs> on, on, on Facebook. Is that the name of today's episode? Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Um, so, YouTube. Right, the YouTube, and I guess I guess maybe social media in general. Okay, let me back up. So a friend of mine posted this post um, because he recently he has a YouTube channel that has his own animation on it. Hey, his, like us, except it, we're live action. Right. Yeah, and he he um he he's been posting shorts for a long time, and he feels like uh, uh, that the online indie animation community is very conservative like politically or fiscally or what um i I, like socially i guess i'm as socially conservative mean like you know you're not for like uh certain things you know like yeah 
like you're 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 kind of anti um anti certain things. Anyways, I don't know what that means. Are you saying racist? Yeah, that's, you know, homophobic, racist, sexist, that sort of um, stuff, right? Um, it's not really conservative. It's more just sort of being shitty. Well, yes. Hey, we can argue vernacular for, for days, my friend. But but anyways, um, I guess because his the material of his, his uh, animation is very, like, um, I guess, you know, it, it features a lot of those those things that a lot of people are shitty about, right? A lot right? of wholesome, good-natured shit, perhaps? What's I don't know. It? I don't know what you're talking about. You're being too vague. Yeah, I am. I know. Anyways, let's just... I, I want to move past it. But anyways, he was talking about how he feels like he gets attacked by a lot of, like, let's say, alt-right mm-hmm. folks. See, alt-right means something. You could just say it's a lot of alt-right-leaning yeah. folks. That that's, that's, what he, that's what he mentioned. Was He feels like the alt-right community is pretty huge when it comes to YouTube watch or YouTube watching, animation-watching folks. Yeah. I want to say, though, before we continue, saying something conservative equals racist is, is a point of contention for me. Okay. No, hey, that's perfectly that's perfectly reasonable. Um, again, I mean, I, that's a whole different conversation. And yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I just... There's things. Yeah. But, um, so then someone posted something on that saying, like, uh, YouTube has this algorithm where... Like, you'll watch something pretty casual, like a pretty casual opinions on something. Like, mm-hmm. let's say something like slightly liberal or slightly conservative. Mm-hmm. And then it will auto-link you to stuff that just gradually gets more polarizing. Yeah. And so what happens is, like, a lot of youths, the right? Youths, yeah. They, they just, you know, they just auto-play shit on YouTube all day. And then they eventually just, like, tailspin into, like... These radical uh, beliefs because yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Like even speaking of Star Wars, you yeah, start, you watch a Star Wars. Like you go to like Star Wars Explained, which is a very high quality channel where it's just some guy being like, "Here's the canon explanation for this thing," or like, "Here's like right. the in canon, ex- uh, you know, history of this spaceship or whatever." Uh-huh. And it's like it's just like a nice wholesome channel usually. Yeah. And then like you know it auto plays like I like either like next like next up or like in the list of recommended videos or whatever gets recommended to me you watch one of those on accident or just on purpose because like oh that sounds interesting uh-huh. and then the next video is like fucking women are ruining my star wars man you know it's like <laughs> what the when did this happen like how did like how does that lead to this why yeah. do you think i'd like this youtube and it, yeah no that happens to me too i've i've found myself in these weird dark corners of youtube where it'll just be like some ill Man, I came across this channel, and I won't even say what it is because I don't want people to check it out because this guy's awful. But it's like basically, you know, it's it's a it's a YouTube channel sim- similar to ours in the sense that it's just people chatting, right? Yeah. But it's but it's just this dude chatting, and it's just him by himself in his like weird lonely apartment, and he's probably I don't know forty five years old or something, and he's just talking about how like, hey. Harvey Weinstein wasn't wrong for doing what he did. And this is why I think this. And I'm like, dude, oh. how did I end up here? This is super weird. Who knows? I mean, like most, almost the, the format of those videos are basically ours, but they're talking to the camera. Yeah. And they're just a bunch of, bunch of losers just looking at, looking at the camera and they're just being like, hey, you know, I'm really upset about minorities 
Right. That's but, basically it. But it's weird because it's like... It's it, usually a little more angry. It's like YouTube, supposedly, and, and hey, it's funny that we're actually posting this stuff to YouTube. Hey, YouTube, we don't know this for sure. Oh, no, yeah, we're shouting in the void right now. Um, but it's just interesting if there was this kind of algorithm that basically you start off in this really casual middle area... And then it and it just reaches this arm out and pulls the fringes in to your 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 pull, right? And it makes sense because okay, let's say you click on Star Wars and it's like, well, yeah, this is Star Wars universe. And then like it uses the you know that like hashtags, right? Like that's how I think videos kind of link up is like through like the hashtags and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, hey, this other video that's about Star Wars, like we're gonna have this play for you mm-hmm. now. And then that video will be like Star Wars. And then I hate feminism as a as a hashtag. And then suddenly you're like, oh wait, this is like a weird anti-feminist video that it's auto-linked me to. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. unhealthy. I mean, like that's not just, you. That's like the internet in general, though. You even as a kid, if you're a kid, like the internet takes you just off on a weird tangent sometimes. Like I, yeah. as a kid, I would like you know, go to like James Bond fan sites, and then those sites just spin off into like the weirdest shit sometimes. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember it being like 1996. You type in cartoonnetwork.com and it was like a self-contained website and then that was it. Yeah, go to nickelodeon.com, play those sweet games. Yeah, dude. It's my internet. You take a whole minute at least to load up those games. Flash-based games oh, yeah. on the internet? Newgrounds? Uh, addictinggames.com or whatever it was called. I forget. So between Newgrounds and E-bombs, uh, what? <laughs> I didn't like either of them. You didn't like They're either. both scummy. I was too wholesome. I was Homestar Runner. It was just me and uh, HomestarRunner.com all day, every day. I liked Homestar Runner up until the point where it all became strong, bad email. I felt like they put all their eggs in the strong, bad email basket, and I'm like, man, what the fuck? Well, I mean, like, they, I think they stopped shortly after that. I remember, like, I stopped watching the same week they stopped making content, coincidentally. Oh. Like, I, 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 I watched Homestar Runner, and then, like, the week I was like, you know what? Maybe I st- I'll stop notching this. You know, I-, I got my fill. And I went back a few months later. So like, what have I missed? Nothing. I missed nothing. <laughs> like the same day I stopped watching. It was like, was I secretly running this website the whole time? Yeah. Oh, well, they moved uh, because it was the Brothers Chaps or yeah, something. Yeah, no, right? they, they, are, they were, last I heard, they were like working on Gravity Falls or something. Well, like Gravity Falls, and I'm pretty sure yeah. one of them worked on Yo Gabba Gabba. Like yeah. I, they've been around doing They're stuff. successful Hollywood so-and-sos now. And it's it's crazy because I feel like if they wanted to, they probably would have sold Homestar Runner to some big entity and made it like a bigger thing. But yeah, they probably could have. They probably still can. As far as I know, they chose not. I'm to. sure they've gotten. I think they've gotten several offers. Yeah. I mean, like, why doesn't DreamWorks pick up that movie? Oh, a Homestar movie? Yeah, I'd watch it. Where some cool ass kid goes on the internet and then gets sucked into Homestar Runner. And then we see this cool kid hanging out with Homestar Runner. Yeah, maybe not. Um, the problem with Homestar Runner as a movie, though, it's a doesn't work in long format, and b no. the thing the thing that you can also say the same thing about a TV series. Even fifteen minutes is too long for a Homestar Runner short. Homestar Runner for five minutes, hilarious. Homestar Runner for an hour and a half, no thanks. Yeah, even like I said, even like a eleven minute uh, spot, still pushing it. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe one day, but probably not. I'm fine with what we got. Do you remember uh, Homsar Runer? I do. Homsar. Homsar. Oh, yeah. Homsar Runer. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. If you don't know what this is, then I don't know it's what to say. It's still around. Mike, god damn it. 
This is like the, a- the AMC tells you hey. to shut the fuck up during movies. You tell we got to get that video to tell you to turn off your fucking phone before the podcast. Uh, I didn't hear anything. Did you guys? I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, um, Alex, what's uh, what's new? I, I I noticed that you've seen some movies. Yeah, I've seen like all the movies. Yeah, it's kind of funny, you know. September was objectively the worst month. Poop. It was poop. And then the second October starts. I'm just swamped in movies. I'm swimming in movies. Yeah. I can't escape all the movies I've been seeing. So like, yeah. So what? What? Let's get into it. Oh. I've seen a couple things. You've seen a couple things. Well, let's think. So you know, we always saw Venom. Venom. Yeah, we yeah, talked Venom. about Venom. Uh, I forgot to actually mention my favorite part of Venom. The last time we talked about it, last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was. Which part was uh, it? The part in that movie, and people have seen it by now. Um, where. Um, Riz Ahmed's like, we're going to launch the rocket in like five minutes, guys. Five fucking minutes. Oh, and then yeah. like, there's that shot. And you can see the scientist behind him is like, oh. you remember that? Yes. Yeah, he looks, like, he, that. He looks like, he's like, oh. yeah, I remember it, that. It, it, I laughed. Well, because the audience much. cracked up at that, right? I don't know if they were laughing at that or just like other things, but that made me laugh a lot. I also loved how uh, Riot, like he Form these giant blades and sliced across the entire control room. Not one drop of blood. Not one well, drop not of per, blood. No on one anyone. was even hurt though. Everyone kind of yeah. ducked out of the way. He just kind of killed a bunch of computers. Right. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so that was fun. Anyways, I saw an actually good movie. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I saw A Star Is Born. Oh, Mike. This movie stars the cutest dog I ever saw. Who is, Are we which talking is, about Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper's fucking dog. That guy's got everything. He's got looks. He's got talent. He can direct. He can write. He can and he's sing. Got this down. He can play guitar, I think. And he's got the fucking cutest, good, and a well, a good acting dog, too. He's a dog actor. What the heck? That's not fair. So, good movie? Oh, great movie, yeah. Are we talking like Oscar contender? I think so. I sort of don't know if I need to see it. Do I, I would need har- to see it? Har- har- I would heartily recommend it, yeah. Okay. I, lo- I, I thought. During the movie, I thought it was a little long, but at the same time, I wouldn't cut anything out of it. Like it was like, by the end, I was like, I was also really hungry, which didn't help. Uh-huh. I saw it right after work, and by the end, I was kind of starving. Um, but I was like, man, it's kind of you know, kind of really long movie, but I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> so that's usually a good sign. Um, yeah. And then the, like the day after, a couple days after, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I thought about it more, and my kind of thought went from really liking it to like loving it. I think. Uh-huh. So I think it's a great movie. I give it four stars. All right. Fantastic film. Very impressed with everyone's performances. You know, Lady Gaga is a great singer, obviously. Right. She's like the only pop star of that era, like the 2010-ish era, who I always respected. I um, I never... Like, when, when she first got real big, I can't say that I was a fan. Well, I wasn't a fan. Um, well, I don't know. I'm sure there's other pop stars, but she was the one, like, because I used to work in a, at, a, at, a, at a warehouse, and they would just play whatever's on the radio, and of all the songs of all the artists, when hers came on, I was not. I was like, you know, I don't really like this song, but I like this 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 singer. Yeah, there was always there was always definitely something about her that was uh, mysterious. She has a, a mystique about her. Well, I just thought she was a really good singer. Um, like, I mean, like, that was back in the day when everyone was, like, using computers to cheat. Well, also, yeah, and, and I mean, here's the thing: is like you can be a really great singer, but also not be interesting. You know that too. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think she's always been interesting, and she's always been a great singer. I think when she first came out, like her actual music didn't really grab me that much. But like, um, you liked her meat dress. 
or she, whatever. Well, no, what I mean is her music has had like an upward trajectory of like her own nuance and her own like uh, character to it, as mm-hmm. opposed to like you know, like uh, Poker Face is like eh, you know this. I don't know what she's done since then, but I can only assume it's been good. Yeah, um, I heard she was really good in uh, American Horror Story. Also, she was great in Sin City Two. No, I didn't. Know I'm she just was kidding. In that. She has a scene. Oh, she plays like a waitress or a diner person, and like it's like I think it was like her, her audition essentially. Oh, her, like movie movie acting audition. Oh, okay. They're like, hey, if you can put up with this movie, then uh... it's like, hey, here's your big <laughs> shot. You pass, you can be in American Horror Story. Yeah. And if you pass that, it's Oscar time. There you go. I assume I don't know, but I would not be surprised if she got. An Oscar nomination for Best Actress, because wow. she is quite impressive. Definitely going to get an Oscar nomination, and probably a win for Best Song, because the songs in this movie are hot damn, man. They're, to- they're tasty shit. Oh, okay. Good stuff. I mean, like... I... Like, I'm not, like... I can't remember any of them specifically right now. Like, I'm not, like... I wasn't, like, tapping my toes <laughs> on the drive home. But they were good good songs. Like, I, w- I don't own that soundtrack. Tappy Toes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, all right. Maybe I'll see it. I don't know. There's a couple of movies I want to see. I haven't been to the movies in a little bit, but I... No, no. That's not true. I did see a movie last week. I know. You invited me, and I said no, because it did was I? like at like... What did you say you were going to see a movie at like 10.30? Oh, okay. I've seen a couple movies then. Yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah. Um, I was like, I can't stay up that late. I'm old. Yeah. 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 Uh, shit. Why am I forgetting the other one I saw? Uh, was it Venom? No, 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 no. What? Twice. What did I invite you to? That uh, that was uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh yeah, Bad Time, st- Bad Times at the El Royale. Still haven't seen it. And uh, yeah, and I saw another one. I'd be more than happy to talk about both. Spoiler free, because I don't want to spoil anything for Alex. Look what, at me. What was the other one? What, what a great friend. This other one was called. Uh, this other one was literally called Motherfuckers. Oh, MFKZ. Yeah, the anime. I saw that. From uh, the guys that made what was that weird ass movie I saw? Was it? It wasn't Dead Leaves or something like that. I forget. I saw some fucking Mind Game. Oh, was it by the same people that did Dead Leaves? Because I really loved. That it might have been. I know they did. Uh, I same, wouldn't be surprised if it was the same people. Same guy. I haven't seen Dead Leaves. I saw Mind Game, which was really weird. Yeah. Have you seen Mind Game? No. It's about a guy and a bunch of people get eaten by a whale for the most of the movie, and like nothing makes sense. It's all nonsense. Okay, that sounds. Okay. That sounds like Dead Leaves too, where there's a. Bunch of crazy shit happening. Yeah, so how was Motherfuckers or MFKZ or whatever? Well, I want to save that for later because it's a savory it's a savory morsel, that, okay. that movie. Um, I want to talk about Bad Times at the El Royale first. Right. Um, now, there's been two uh, motel, hotel-centric movies this year. Uh, the other one being uh, Hotel Artemis. What about Hotel Transylvania 3? Fuck that. I mean. And you saw Psycho recently, didn't you? Well, yeah, but that's that's a home watch. That's a mm. you know. I'm, I'm talking know. about movies that came out in 2018. Um, I'm sure there's more hotel movies than that. So here's the thing: I'm fairly certain when we saw Hotel Artemis was the first trailer I saw for Bad Times at the El Royale, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, oh man, this movie's gonna be amazing. Well, it's not a good way to go into any movie, Mike. Uh, it just it it was a really impressive trailer. That's all, and. Um, it's a Drew Goddard movie. He did um, Cabin, Cabin in, in the, the Woods. Woods. His follow up to that. 
Yeah. So he also directed lots of episodes of The Good Place. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, because I, I saw his name like, what is he doing here? Yeah. I think he directed the pilot and the first episode of season two. He wouldn't know. You know huh. Something fairly unique about the filmmaking style of that show. No, no. Uh, okay, so bad times at El Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'll say without saying anything, really. Oh, that's the best way to say things. <laughs> Really great cast. Uh-huh. Uh, that Drew Goddard knows how to make a great cast. Um, the cast was better than the plot. The plot... Uh, when you get to like halfway through the movie, it sort of just takes this weird turn and it, it never really recovers from it, hmm. if, if, I, if I'm being honest. Well, um, I'll have to see. Yeah, so let me know what you think. Once you see it, but uh, that's, those are my thoughts. I'm hoping to check it out fairly soon. I've been catching up on all my movies. Like I only have two more movies on my gotta see list. That, oh, like are coming. Like I, um, I was able to catch up because they finally released some movies this week in theaters. I was like, oh fuck yeah, I finally see these movies. Um, doesn't really come out until at least next week because like there's new Halloween, which is all cool and all, mm-hmm. but I'll probably skip it just because. Really. Okay. Well, I, well, I thought like that first Halloween movie, which I just saw like two weeks ago, yeah, is so fucking good. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I want to watch this new one, but I don't like watching scary movies in theaters because they're too loud. <laughs> That's really the only thing about scary movies in the theaters is they 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 crank up the volume, and that just annoys me. You know, I like watch it like because like it's not scary; it's just like startling. I'm easily startled by noise, like especially when I'm working on stuff like at work. Working and someone's like, "Hey Alex!" Like, "Hey Alex!" I'm like, ah! "I'm the worst." So like, I didn't startle you there. No, well, because I'm you. It's different, you know. It's yeah. surprise noise. I just like seeing it in theaters because it's like, because uh, you know, it's like you get to watch people in front of you go. Ah! Yeah, I was watching something that was fun today. I was watching a clip from ni- the 1978 release. Like someone had recorded the sound oh. for the movie. Uh-huh. Like you know how have you ever seen those before? Like some did for Star Wars too, mm-hmm. um, where they, like they record the audience reacting to this stuff, and people are just going ape shit over like the simplest things. Oh, I also yeah. kind of find it annoying. Like you know, uh, you haven't seen Halloween, have you? Or have you? No. Well, this no, is I like haven't. you know, like uh, Michael Myers, like you know, gets up in the background. The audience is like, ah, ah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shut up, calm guy, come on, shut up, guys, calm down. Well, you know, the bar has uh, the bar's moved. You know, well, I, I mean, don't, I've, I've never been to like a real. You know, fun time horror movies. I don't know what the audiences are like these days, but yeah, it's also kind of funny because Halloween is not very scary. I mean, there's a couple of good, good, good scares, I guess. But uh, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, back when like our parents were going to see movies when they were our age or whatever, it was sort of like you know, spooky, right? But but nowadays it's just like a regular old sludge factory. It's a real it's a real uh, dirty, bloody, gory uh, sludge factory That's nowadays. That's not necessarily true because people really like Hereditary and A Quiet Place and you know, The Witch. It follows all those. There's been a, a Quiet Place is. Yeah, it's not, I guess that's a horror movie. It's a, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a thriller of some sort. Weeks, horror thriller. Like, horror and thriller are so hard to, like sometimes like like horror like when they're like the. They cross over really easily. Yeah. Like, you know, it really depends. Because you could say, like, Halloween's like a thriller movie, if you really think about it, or like Psycho or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. Um, 
horror only becomes really horror when it's like got monsters in it, really. Mm. Which would make a quiet place a horror movie, I suppose. I mean, a quiet place is, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Which I, I forgot seen. that that movie even in, even happened. I haven't seen it. Yeah, because again, don't like loud noises. <laughs> um, but you know, that I think the last few years have been really good to the genre of horror. Yeah, because like it the, seems that way. In the mid two thousand, mid to late two thousands, you just got a bunch of saw. You basically, like gross shit. You got gro- You got saw. Devil's you, rejects. You got Saw movies, type movies, and you got Paranormal Activity type movies, both yeah. of which were just like cheap. Yeah. Either cheap gore or cheap popping out skeletons, skeletons popping out closet scares. <laughs> and then like, you know, and then like recently we've got nice like real artsy as fuck horror movies about yeah, like the horrors of being a mother. The Baba Duke? Yeah. Yeah. You see his face for a second? That weird spoopy. Marilyn Manson face he has. Yeah, he's got really creepy hands. <laughs> that movie's I love that movie. It's great. Yeah, it was a great movie. The Witch, also fantastic. Still haven't seen it. Really wish I could. Uh, it's on Netflix or something. Speaking of which, we we had a little fun like uh, movie night with some people recently where we watched two. Uh, I wouldn't say scary movies at all, but they're uh, spooky movies. I wouldn't even call them. Watched, well, I wouldn't call. Uh, I wouldn't call one of them spooky. Spooky silly movies. Mm. Uh, uh, we watched um, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Which is one of my, like, that movie has kept continually growing as one of my most favorite movies of all time now. It's pretty good, yeah. Like, I liked it when I saw it in theaters. Like, I liked it, like, three and a half out of four stars liked it. Like, I was like, yeah, that was really good. And, like, the more I see it, the more it's like, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> you ever had that? Uh... Same, I was the same with Fantastic Mr. Fox, where I, li- I liked it when I saw it, and then I, now I love it. Now I put it in the top. Yeah. However many movies. It's like a top five animated movie at the very least. Like, I feel like there's movies I've seen that are like that, but I, off the top of my head, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know if I can remember, really. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Michael right. Clayton, maybe? Mm. No, I've always loved that movie. Mm. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Mario Brothers. How about that? <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. Um, and then we watched uh, Cabin in the Woods. I had to go Which home. you've seen. I've seen it. But, uh, don't really care for it that much, honestly. Um, and then I also had to go home because I was like super tired. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is okay. So that's the other Drew Goddard movie that I guess he's made. Yeah. I, or and slash that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and I think that has the same kind of deal with it. Where, but but to a lesser degree, I think the plot is 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 uh, is good. But I think that the cast in that movie is better than the plot. Like, I think, like, it, it builds up really well and it has all these great characters in it. And then it, before you know it, the movie's just kind of over. And then you're just like, well, okay. And that's when that. they get into the base, into the lair and the underground thing, uh-huh. the movie just kind of falls flat for me. I'm just kind of like, this is just kind of nonsense now. Well, it just sort of ends. Well, yeah, it's kind of like, it's yeah. like this is just like a bunch of gratuitous, silly stuff, and I'm right. not really into this, and then it kind of ends, and it's like, oh, great. Right. But I, I really enjoy it. I thought it was... A lot of people do, it and I'm, it's not, it's like a, it's a, that's a personal thing. I that, liked the, uh, the shaggy uh, archetype, mm-hmm. archetypal shaggy character in there. He was fun. With his, like, cup bong thing. Right. Yeah. He was a fun guy. Um, so, yeah. You, you had mentioned that, like, uh, the team behind What We Do in the Shadows is, is going to be doing some spinoff show and they a, maybe made, a there's, sequel. There's a spinoff show that's already came out. I had, like, six episodes that came out in New Zealand only, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> and I hear it's pretty good. You know, it's nothing. It's, like, fun, but 
nothing yeah. like great. And they're also making a What We Do in the Shadows TV series for FX. Oh, okay. Just about the vampires. And supposedly they're still also making a, oh, a movie about uh, with the werewolves called Weirwolves. So they're doing a show with... Uh, the vampires? They're doing it with the uh, with some I don't know the vampires. But they're doing with with about vampires. Like they're making a TV show called What We Do in the Shadows for FX, and it's gonna be probably the same style. They uh, if they could get like Jermaine, they probably on can board and and yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, who I mean, who knows if they can get all of them? I mean, Taika Waititi's probably on board. I mean, like he produced. I'm sure he filmed a little cameo, and yeah. supposedly he's gonna play a, a, a droid in the new Star Wars TV series, <laughs> as he is also directing an episode. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be directing movies from now on, mostly, right? Yeah, he's directing a movie about Hitler. Oh, shit. Or somebody who thinks he's Hitler. I'm not really sure. It's is called it a wacky comedy. It is some sort of wacky comedy. I forget what it's called. Huh. Jojo Rabbit, I think it's called. Oh. I think he's playing Hitler. <laughs> Jeez. So, I don't know. That'll be fun. I like his stuff. Yeah. Um... All right, Alex. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm down to talk about motherfuckers unless there's... Oh, right. There, I forgot to mention, so I was building up to something. I completely yeah. forgot. Yeah. So, like... Well, this kind of goes back to this whole thing. It was like... Yeah. So, there's a story recently that Annapurna... Do you know Annapurna, the production company? Yes. They've been going through hard times. Apparently, they're... Really? They uh, haven't been making any money or something. They're like... No. Oh. They're like... Can I go through restructuring of their film division, which sucks because they make some really great movies. I really liked how, like, some billionaire was like... I'm just gonna make movies because movies are great, and like they made like you know start with like Zero Dark Thirty and The Master and all that stuff. Oh, and like just like these like kind of like interesting, hard hitting, double A budget movies. Yeah, and they've been continuing doing that, but apparently they haven't been doing so well. And the reason I was like, well, you guys are making these movies, and I can't fucking see them. Where the hell are they? And then they finally released like the one that I was thinking of specifically was The Sisters Brothers, which I couldn't oh, find yeah. anywhere, and they finally released it in theaters near me, and I saw it. And How it's, was it? It's good. Oh, okay. It's very, I don't, I, I, I don't really have any evidence to back this up because I couldn't tell you what this actually means, but it's got very European sensibilities. Okay. Because I watched that movie and like, that was really enjoyable, I guess. I don't feel like I learned anything though. What was it about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ever have that feeling? Where like, a movie just has nothing to say? or Well, what? it has stuff to say, but like it doesn't have much, it doesn't have like a, it's not Nolan-esque in its uh, themes. It's not, yeah, it's not conceptual, I suppose. It's Yeah, it's not concise. It's sort of yeah. sprawling and rambling, and not in a bad way. Well, uh, You know, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is I tried watching but didn't finish yet, I guess, mm. uh, the the newest Magnificent Seven movie. It's not very European. I so, well, well, I'm not talking about European movies. Some you, more Westerns, I guess. Yeah, you, well, you just mentioned, like, a movie... Not really having much to to say. I, I guess well, I don't the follow. The Magnificent Seven is all about like sometimes you just got to be a good guy and help a bunch of villagers. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean that, that's kind of concise and Hollywoody. Well, like the Sisters Brothers about John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. Uh-huh. You know, a couple of great titans, couple of, of cool titans guys. of the industries they are. Um, being a couple of brothers, and then you have which I didn't know. I mean, I, and then you have Rizamed, which I did know, but then you have Jake Gyllenhaal, which I didn't know, who was in the movie, which oh. is a great surprise. Reunited again. After Nightcrawler, and it makes it just warms my cold heart. It does to see them on screen, just rat a tat tatting off Hold each on. other. Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal and who else? Rizamed. Oh, Rizamed. Oh, okay, gotcha. Or yeah. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Yes. So it's I always like seeing him and stuff. That's always great. Like I liked him in Venom. 
I liked, you know, I thought he did he a pretty was, good performance. I yeah. like that part where he's like, hey, man, you remind me of Jesus or something. <laughs> remember that part? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily remember that he part. He gave that movie his all. But here's the thing. What I liked about him in Venom was I thought they were, I thought they were just going to make him generic 2004 uh, uh, twirling mustache, shitty bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was actually a little bit interesting. He's at least a little bit interesting. I thought he gave a very well done performance to what was at most a two two dimensional character. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good for him. Mm. Um, no, but he was really good in this movie. Jake Gyllenhaal played like a sort of like a f- affluent so and so, which was very fun. And then you got the sisters brothers, and like by the end of the movie, like you know stuff happens. Like they go, there's a big Western style to do, you know. Uh huh. And um, yeah, I'm not really sure what the what it, what it all means. Huh. Kind of like that movie Cachet, which is like the most European movie I could possibly think of. Never seen it. It's one of the Michael Haneke movies. Very European in its sort of weird. What am I? What like what did I take away from this? I'm not really sure. Kind of way. Oh, gotcha. Great movie though. Very has one of the most surprising moments in a movie for me where it's like oh didn't see that happening also because it's filmed very coldly (laughs) it's about it's a really it has a really creepy premise that the movie's not as creepy as the premise where this family his french family gets videotapes of their the exterior of their house mailed to them oh you know what i have seen that oh yeah that's like an older movie it's like 2005 yes yeah that that's i i've seen that hidden is the american name so cachet it's called I what I remember about that movie is it builds up to nothing. Exactly, isn't it? It's very it Europe- builds up to just boom, and yeah. it just ends. It's very European in that way. It's just kind of like, well, what what did we learn? Nothing. I'm not sure. I spent- don't. I guess the lesson of that movie is don't be shitty to people when you're a kid because they, you know, that's bad. Here's the problem. I feel like with a movie, you got to give it some third act gravitas, just a little bit, right? Or else, like I'm, I'm watching this thing for two hours or, or something just to have it end, like just to have it end out of nowhere, you know. And it's like, well, yeah, what the fuck? Like, give me like some closure here. I, I mean, like, thankful the Sisters Brothers has closure and it has you know third act gravitas. Yeah, but it's still ultimately kind of sl- slower. Uh-huh. But he's got some great performances, great stuff. I like, I like me a good western. It's definitely a good western. Uh-huh. So I'd recommend it. Yeah, but you know, be prepared for a very French. Uh, kind of Western, I guess. Oh, okay. If that means anything. French Western. I don't know what that means, but like that's the only way I can describe it because it's like one of those intangible things. Like, don't expect like a, you know, when it comes to the, like the spectrum of Westerns, it's no remake Magnificent Seven or like yeah, uh, Django Unchained or what's a more recent Hostiles, I guess. Like it's like those are all kind of very different kinds of movies. Hostiles is a very slow movie. It's not necessarily slow. It's kind of you know the characters are kind of funny and they they bounce off each other. And it's not really a comedy, like at you could call it a dark comedy, but it's not really. But like, it's kind of levitous, and it's that's not a word, but it has like lightness in its tone for the most part, you know. Uh-huh. Where like it's not like very dour or whatever, um, right. but it is kind of quiet. I don't know; it's hard to explain. But it's a, I would recommend it though. Okay, probably don't need to. It like if you're not if you you don't have to go out of your way to see it in theaters though. I did because I've just been keeping my eye on it for forever, and I love seeing movies in theaters because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, the next movie I have to see that was on my list that's finally in theaters near me also is The Old Man and the Gun, which is uh, Robert Redford's last movie, apparently. Oh. 
Uh, huh. Okay. Speaking of which, good for him. I. <laughs> how, yeah. how old is he? He's probably like in his eighties or something. I forget. But speaking of people in their eighties, you huh. see, you've seen the trailer for that new Clint Eastwood movie, right? Yes, The Mule. I find it kind of interesting. Not interesting, but more like personally amusing. At the end of that trailer, he like looks at the camera. He's like, "This is the last one. I'm so sorry." <laughs> I'm sorry for everything I've done. And it's like, is he apologizing for his movies? He it, shouldn't. Like, I know he shouldn't be. I just, think, I just like to imagine that in that trailer, he's, he's like looking at the camera and being like, sorry, everybody, for everything I've made. That'd be awful. What's interesting with him is, you know... Okay, Speaking of great westerns, he's like directed and been in a whole dozen of them. Well, sure. I mean, Unforgiven is a classic. You've seen Unforgiven, right? I have seen Unf- Unforgiven, and of course, the Man with No Name trilogy. Yeah. I haven't seen The Outlaw Josie Wales, but everyone likes that one, I think. Uh, I think I saw that, maybe, possibly. I don't know. I can't remember it. He should do one more Western before he retires. Yeah. Like, don't know. just be in. Like, doesn't he? It can be just like a Schwarzenegger ass cameo where, like, he shows up in a bar in, like, a Tarantino movie or whatever, and he's just like, hey, <laughs> I'm a cowboy, and he just walks out. Well, what's interesting about Clint Eastwood is, I, I mean, I associate him with Westerns, but I also associate him with, like, Dirty Harry. Or, yeah. You know, I, like, I, there's equal footing, I think, for me with him with, with those roles. I associate him with, him with being a grump. Being a grump. Like being a grouch. A- I, would love a, a, I would love a Dirty Harry. Uh, <laughs> I would love a, an 85-year-old Dirty Harry. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> AMC... Dirty Harry, the television series starring Scott Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Or HBO or Showtime, one of them. Make a nice, like, you know, every season he's going after some new serial killer or whatever. How much of a bummer would that be for Scott Eastwood, though? Literally just retreading your dad's footsteps. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun. Um, You know, and and, hey. Or he can play the partner that dies in the first episode because Dirty Harry's partners always die because he's a terrible cop. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, the interesting thing with the mule is uh, when I saw it, when I saw the trailer, I thought to myself, man, this is the first time I've seen Clint Eastwood A in like 10 years. And then B, it's the first time I feel like he's he's uh frail kind of like yeah. like he's noticeably really really old. Yeah, I like I was I haven't cuz I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah, seeing him for the first time in at least half a half a decade. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, he's like old well because the last thing he did was grand torino right the last i think he was in trouble with the curve actor. that was like 2008 or something like that he was in that well, baseball grand torino movie. was also 2008 it was 2006 that was 2000 no I believe it is grand torino grand turismo uh but you know and then of course i don't i didn't see the uh the rnc where he talked to a chair uh which was what 20 no you're right uh, 2012 um, i'm wrong so yeah, I mean, it's interesting because when did the Trouble with the Curve come out? Am I getting my things mixed up? I don't know if I've heard of that movie. Is that he's a baseball movie with Amy Adams? Oh, it's probably somewhere around twenty twelve. Okay, yeah, I'm just kind of getting my dates confused because I, I oh. thought, see, I thought that movie was two thousand eight. Oh, and so okay. it was like, well, that Grant Reed came before that, so that must have been two thousand six at least. Yeah, so, so that was the last time I remember seeing him in a movie. Okay, so he did. That in 2012. Okay. Yeah, so still, it's been like six years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like well into his 80s, right? I think it's 88. Damn. Yeah, if I, I might be making that up. Yeah. But like, that's you know, that's how I wanna, I wanna, I wanna go out swinging like like Clint Eastwood, just keep making movies till I'm 88. <laughs> that's the dream for me. I don't know about other people. 
Uh, I mean, it's not a bad way to live, you know, making a bunch of money and acting and... and you stay you stay mentally fit, you know, yeah. making stuff, making decisions. Yeah, I mean, uh, wasn't there a word for a little while that Jack Nicholson was going to be in something? Yeah, I think it was the remake of a German movie that was quite popular last okay. year, two years ago, and then I don't remember if he dropped out or not. Well, you know, he's been having some... Well, the rumors. Yeah, there's rumors that he's been having some health problems for a little while. It would make sense. I mean, the last movie he was in was over a decade ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was The Bucket List in 2009. Yeah. Which is not over a decade, but that was the last time he was in a movie that I remember. When was The Departed? 2006. That was that was 2006 for sure. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay, now I'm not sure. Now I'm second-guessing myself. I don't remember The Bucket List being 2009. That seems way late for that movie. All right, now I'm going to look all these up. Man, I, uh, um, I feel like I used to be a lot better with dates. I think there's yeah, too, good. too many movies now that I know that I've, that I've tried to remember things about, and now they've all, they're all meshed on top of each other. See, I feel like The Bucket List was 2007. Maybe. Well, yeah, so The Departed was definitely 2006, so I was correct on that. Okay. So good to know that I'm at least mostly right. 2007, you're right. Yeah, see, I don't, okay. know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. Hey, man, it's all good. But either way, it's been 11 years since he's done a movie. I guess the what this means, I only remember the dates of movies I've seen. Because I'm, 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 uh, I'm one for four, but I've only seen one of those four movies. So You haven't seen Bucket List? I haven't seen any of uh, Bucket List, Grand Torino. I haven't seen any of them. Really? You never saw Grand it's Torino? On my regular, it's on my to-watch list. I just haven't gotten a chance to watch it. You know? Grand Torino was a mostly good movie with pockets of really bad acting. I've heard that. Uh yeah, there was there was one scene, I'd say in, in that movie that was just really fucking bad. You know what was a definitely um I think it was the 2008 movie it was Letters from Iwo Jima. That movie's great. I haven't seen that. That's the other half of the Flags of Our Father movie dual a duology that Clint Eastwood made at the same time. Where one half is oh, okay. Iwo Jima from the American perspective, except it was mostly just the post Iwo Jima flag guys uh-huh. and their like sort of sad journey after that, and then uh, um. The other one is more of a straight war movie starring, uh, you know, uh, Ken Watanabe. Oh, okay. Doing Japanese stuff and losing the Battle of Iwo Jima and stuff. Actually, haven't seen either of those movies. Great movies. Yeah. Well, that Letters from Iwo Jima is a great movie. But Flags of Our Father. Flags of Our Father is fine. It's not bad. It's just kind of fine. All right. In the way that most <laughs> that like Clint Eastwood's kind of base level is, it's fine. Like he really gets below yeah. that. Yeah. And then occasionally like hit these like big spikes of awesome. Right, yeah. But like so yeah, but like he's like, you know, just fine. And then, you know, occasionally. I mean, I remember for good a, stuff. For a little while he was he was sort of on fire. Like there's Mystic River and Million Dollar Baby and He did Mystic River? Yeah. Sure? Yeah, man. Uh and that movie is is uh is just a huge bummer to watch. I haven't seen that or Million Dollar Baby. Uh both. same with Million Dollar. I've heard they're both kind of He just loves bummer. bummer. He just loves like You know the thing about Clint Eastwood and th- this has mainly been my exposure to Clint Eastwood is he he has rape in a lot of his movies. Yeah, you've said. And it's like man but uh, so yeah, it's always kind of a heavy watch. Oh right, yeah. I'm just looking at these movies he made. Yeah, um, I forgot. Um, They're not in any kind of different order, are they? Um, he's missing, also missing a couple. Uh, yeah. So 
Remember the Changeling? I didn't see that one. Never saw it. I, remember, I did see Invictus in theaters, and I was like, oh, man, a cool drama starring, you know... Uh, Matt Demon. Not Matt Demon, but um, Morgan, Morgan Freeman as uh, Nelson Mandela. Awesome. And yeah. then it was like, just kind of an inspirational sports movie. I'm like, oh, this is not the genre of movie I thought I was going to see. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you ever see Jay Edgar? Yeah. Never saw that. It was fine. Did you ever see Jersey Boys? No. Mm, you know what no. movie actually, of all the movies that Clint Eastwood has directed, you know what movie is actually like terrible? No offense to Clint Eastwood. Uh-huh. Uh, Space Cowboys. Oh, I didn't realize that was him I that guess directed so. that. That would make sense because he starred in it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That seems like kind of outside his genre, to be honest. Making a movie about space. Well, and that was from the, you know, the year two thousand, where nothing was good. So right, yeah. Um, <laughs> who was it? That was uh, Donald Sutherland, yeah, and, uh, uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones, and uh, who else is here? Uh, the guy that played Rockford, right, or whatever. Rockford. No, uh, maybe not. Maybe not that guy. No, maybe it was. I think it was him. Anyways. Um, what else have I seen? Oh, uh, American Sniper, which Haven't, was didn't, like didn't, that was. There's always that one movie that comes out in January, like after I'm just burnt out by seeing movies, like two movies a week for the for like eight weeks in a row. And see, like American Sniper was that one. It was like you know I can't, I just know, can't. American Sniper was okay, but it was just you don't need to see it. Exactly. Well, like, that's why I didn't because it was like I'm sure it's fine. I just can't. I just cannot. It it sort of didn't add anything to. Uh, you know, it didn't have its finger on the pulse, I suppose, right? Mm. Like, that's the thing is like, there's a lot of great movies, but it's all about timing, also, mm. where you got to be like, well, you know, is the culture into this? Where is the where is our culture at right now? Like, you know, and and that movie just sort of was, it was a fine movie, but didn't, didn't don't need to see it really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a trailer. This is sort of a tangent. For um, Barry Jenkins' follow-up to Moonlight, uh, if Beale Street could talk, which I've heard oh. great things about, at uh, from coming from like uh, Toronto and I think uh, yeah, uh, wherever else it was at, and I saw the trailer for it, and I was actually a little disappointed because I'm like, oh, this is this is a movie, man. Every year we get one at least one movie mm-hmm. that's gonna definitely be nominated or win Best Picture. It's just about people being sad. Oh right. And it's like, oh man, like I'll see it. I'm sure I'll be, you know, I'm going to eat my words and I'm sure it's, you know, it'll be fantastic, but I just hate movies about people just being sad all the time. Yeah. It's, you know, like Precious, Atonement, those kind of movies, just hard melodrama. Um, What did we have like that last year? Did we have stuff last like that? Last year was kind of light, I think. Like, Moonlight would, would have been it that year, but I think Moonlight gets a pass from me because it's about one person being sad, not a whole bunch <laughs> of people being sad. It's the, it's the, it's the, the collective sadness. Well, that was two years. That was... Two Oscars ago. Moonlight yeah, I'm just trying to think of so like Land last year. Man, Moonlight's really good. Last really year was good. uh three billboards and uh mm. Phantom Thread and uh uh I don't think there was like a hard melodrama last year. I guess if you want I guess well like Darkest Hour was sort of Darkest like, Hour. I guess that would count, but like that was not nearly melodramatic enough. Right. But usually every year there's usually one melodrama that I, I either tend to skip or ain't looking forward to and I, unfortunately this year seems to be that but i'm i'm sure it's amazing and i should i will i will see it that's for sure but i was like oh man and mostly i just kind of wanted to talk about melodrama yeah as a genre and just how it always makes me feel like shit 
Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you got to eat your movie vegetables now and then. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, uh, uh, Oscar season is is almost upon us. It's it's coming coming in fast, right? I think so. it's already here. Like I said, I think uh, you're going to be seeing noms from some of these movies that have been coming out. Speaking of which, I also saw uh, Damien Chazelle's follow-up to La La Land. I saw First Man. Oh, I didn't realize that was uh, that director. All right. Yeah, his uh, exciting, uh, completely different movie. For, uh, from those last two. Yeah. Only has some jazz in it. Is it really about jazz again? No, it's not. It's okay. got a song. Like a like. Is j- it Neil Armstrong going like, listen, man, when we land on the moon, you got to just pump that jazz. No, not really. But he does put on like a jazz record while they're flying through space or something. A lot of jazz yeah. records. Like, it's not like jazz. It's like, um, it's kind of like choral, you know, old timey music. It's I, I don't know the genre specifically. So really, I mean, these three movies are somewhat of a jazz trio. They're somewhat of a linked musically, if you will. I guess yeah. not really though. But like tone, like it's definitely a different type of movie. Possibly a jazz quartet after his next. Movie? Mostly, it's just about Ryan Gosling being kind of spacey, no pun intended, as uh, this kind of you know he's like you know he's Neil Armstrong who is probably yeah. this very serious shy guy and. Not interested. Um, I, I would be interested in seeing that movie, actually. Oh, it's fantastic. You definitely should. I think uh, Neil Armstrong's a bit of a mystery to me. Uh, I would heartily recommend it. Anyone who hasn't seen it, and if you have seen it, see it again, in like Dolby or IMAX or something, because the sound design in this movie is so fucking amazing. I have not <laughs> walked out of that movie and been like, Jesus Christ, that sound design was was great. Yeah, did it melt your face? It did. It was so good. <laughs> it knew when to use silence, knew when not to use silence. It had such good, like, chunky bits for whenever things yeah like you'd be in like you know you a lot of the movie is when they're in space is not is filmed from within the there isn't there there are very few exterior shots right of people being in space it's all from inside the cockpit so it's all just noise and inference like figuring out what's going on just by you know the sound design and the camera work it's really really impressive wow and they got great performances and a great cast I mean, he's, uh, you know, if there's anything that, that uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling. No, no, no. The Damien director. Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. If there's anything he's good at doing, it's getting great performances out of people, right? Yep. So. And uh, great music, too. Like a really good score. He has a really effective use of the theremin, which you would be surprised. Oh, all right. But like it uses it, you know, really, really well. And it's gorgeous photography, especially like the space stuff, as I said. Now, does it get to uh, the part where they meet the Transformers on the moon there? No, it's in the, well, I was in the stinger, but you know, <laughs> you can leave. Um, and I liked in that movie that Buzz Aldrin in the movie is kind of a dick. It's pretty fun. Well, okay, what's what's interesting to not, me? Not like a like an asshole. He's just like you know, like no one's saying it. I'm gonna say it. That kind of you know, that kind uh-huh. of like like I speak my mind. I don't care. It's like that's fun. Right. I, I can see why you're like uh, why Buzz Aldrin's like the 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 outspoken guy that he is. Well, what's funny is like the first person on the moon has famously not done interviews or or anything, has just not wanted to be in the limelight at all, has never, you know what I mean? But then like the second person on the moon is like the dude that like is just everywhere all the time talking about it. Have you mm. noticed that? I've noticed that. Uh, well, I mean, the movie, it makes sense. Like I, could not, I, I assumed never having seen the movie and never knowing the story, I always assumed that, you know, Neil Armstrong was probably just a, you know, a guy who wanted to keep his head down and just right. did this because he's, he, you know, he, he did it. Yeah. And Buzz Aldrin's the kind of guy who's good at, you know, uh, the hype man. You he know? was the rock star of the group. Yeah. And yeah. It, it makes sense. 
And like it's kind of, and I assume a lot of the stuff in the movie is fairly accurate, at least in terms of like what they said at press conferences and stuff. Uh huh. Where uh, you know, Neil Armstrong in these in press conferences is very to the point when asked questions. He just says like you know like really curt answers where Buzz Aldrin will be kind of flowery and like you know like kind of <laughs> like joke around and stuff. Interesting. Like, uh, there's a part in the movie, and, yeah, no, it's not really a spoiler, it's just uh, the part in the movie where like, what would you bring to the moon? And Buzz Aldrin's like, oh, I'm going to bring my, my wife's jewelry, it's going to be kind of fun, she'll have a lot of bragging rights, and it's like, what about you, Neil? Uh, I'd, I'd like to bring some more fuel. <laughs> like, you know, real straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really great movie. I'll probably, if I can, I, I probably would want to see it this weekend. Um, and hey, man, if you're down for seconds, you're more than welcome to join me. Oh, man, I'm so behind. Like I said, I got I got to see that movie that you already saw, where they're having bad times at the El Royale. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully you won't have a bad time at the El Royale. Well, hopefully not. And I also have to see The Old Man with the Gun, and then maybe Halloween, and then what else is coming out? Old Man with the Gun? I haven't even heard of that. I've just heard... all. The only thing I've heard about it is it's Robert Redford's last movie, and it's just delightful. That's all <laughs> I've heard about it. Oh. So, it's got like a 90% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Speaking of which, the new Halloween movie is the first Halloween movie to have a good rating since the original, which is something. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I'm really gunning for this new Halloween movie just because uh, it has, what's his name attached to it? Danny, uh, McBride. Danny McBride. And he seems like a nice fellow, that Danny McBride. Uh, so, I, you know, I want I want to do him well, mm. you know? Do you think that John Carpenter, when they asked, like, you, uh, you interested in, um, like, doing any more remakes, remakes or reboots on your old movies? Like, well, if they pay me, sure. <laughs> Do you, I mean, like, was, are you asking if he was approached to do this? No, he just said in an interview, they said, like, because he's, like, he's, he did the music, he's involved. Yeah, he did the music. Um, And they asked, like, what about any other movies you'd be interested in rebooting them? He's like, yeah, just gotta pay me. I don't care. No, okay. I like, he seems like such a straightforward guy. And also, it's like, so what you been, do you want to make more movies? Like, I'd rather just play video games. I mean, you know, he's 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 got his money. He's he's fine. Well, he er, early retirement. I don't think he's got the money he deserves, though. I feel like he hasn't gotten like you know, like for like someone who's made as many good movies as he has. Uh-huh. Um, you think he'd have? He's more probably getting money. some some sort of residuals off of something. I he, mean, yeah. Whether it be the, well, yeah, the music sure. or, or the movies. I'm or, sure he's comfortable, but I mean, he's not like Spielberg rich or nothing. No, no. But between like 1978 and 1990, he was making like Spielberg caliber movies, just hit after hit after hit, in, in his own weird kind of way. I mean, they were more genre, they, they were definitely more genre kind of. Well, I'm just saying, like, in terms of like, their cult, their like classic. Cult classic stuff. Their yeah. status, I would say Spielberg, like, maybe not like Spielbergian is like as like precise. Uh-huh. But like, you know, people love They Live and The Thing and Halloween and Starman and all that stuff. Right. And yeah. uh, bad, t- or, uh, bad Times in the Real. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China and all that. You know, it would actually be, a, uh, it could make a really cool remake, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hey, man, you might think I'm crazy for saying this. Escape from New York. No, absolutely. Yeah. That movie deserves... Like, people... I remember they were talking about making a Gerard Butler remake... No. A few, a few years ago. No, no, And people were, like, you know, being like, what the fuck? And I'm, like, having now seen both of the Escape from movies, being like, that movie, that series is ripe for a remake in a high budget, but, like, also well-thought-out... Yes. Mad Max, uh, Fury Road-esque remake type do a, movie. Do a different they, take on it. Make it a little bit more serious. Well... The, a little less tongue-in-cheek and shit. No. Maybe not. Maybe not more serious. Make it, like, more extreme, I say. Like, because, like, you know, it was a pretty cheap movie, but, like, really, like, blow up that world, if you will. Like, make sure, it, like... Sure, yeah. How, like, you know, like, Mad Max compared to Mad Max Fury Road. 
in that kind of way. Well, yeah, I, all I'm saying where is... Where everything is wacky crazy. They don't need Gerard Butler because he's a little bit too big for those britches, No, well, who would I you think. cast as Snake Plissken nowadays? Uh, I, I, someone unlikely. Someone that's not necessarily known for the, that kind of movie. It's true, because like, uh, Kurt Russell was Kurt like a, not, a handsome so-and-so until he yeah. became, like He still is, obviously. But... Um, Scott Eastwood. I was going to say not Scott Eastwood. I was literally thinking that. No. Um, <laughs> someone unexpected, like a handsome leading man, like a Chris Wait, Pratt so type maybe. Wait, so why not Scott Eastwood? I don't know. It just seems... He's, he kind of you need that kind of gruff charisma. I haven't... Well, Scott Eastwood could pull it off. I just haven't seen him do okay. something to convince me. Like, yeah. I think like if you really want like a handsome leading man, like a maybe like a Chris Hemsworth type... Yeah, Chris Emsworth, or I mean, even Chris he- Ooh, Chris Evans, Dan you know? Stevens, <laughs> the world's prettiest man, world's prettiest man, Dan Stevens could totally do it, man. <laughs> that guy, like, he's like super handsome, but he's got just enough like menace, like yeah. naturally looking. He's got like Listen, these steely eyes. You can put an eye patch on him, and he'll still look good. Yeah, and like <laughs> grow his hair, give him eye patch, and oh man. Mm-hmm. I all I'm saying is I don't want another sequence where it's. Someone shooting hoops from half court. That was Escape from L.A. and nobody likes that movie. Yeah. I don't want that. Um, but you know what? Instead of doing a remake, why not do a continuation? It's sort of like Fury Road, right? Where instead of like, uh, yeah, so instead of a remake, it's sort of like, oh, now it's like Escape from Chicago. But at the end es- of Escape es- from L.A., everyone's power is out or whatever. Well, cause, yeah, he turns off the grid or whatever. You can go, you can go past that. You can... I mean, obviously, there's stories beyond that. Nah, I'd rather do a... I mean, you could do a um, Halloween... Like, this most recent Halloween, where it's like... The first movie happened, yeah. But now this is the real sequel. Oh, yeah. Bless you. Which is, you know... I don't... I know you had problems with that. I don't mind creating alternate realities in my movie series. Halloween has already done that... I no longer have a problem with that. Twice. Or no, once. I mean, Halloween... To be fair, Halloween 6 ended... And then Halloween H2O create a new continuity, and then how you know which ended in Halloween Resurrection. So it's 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 part yeah. of the course for that series, right? It's just you know multi dimensional shit going on. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, because again, the, I hate having to have to make a shitty remake where you just remake the first movie just so you can get to right. the sequel that's going to be better. Like you know. Ghostbusters, the remake, should have just started with like assuming the events of the first movie had already happened. Well, and it's interesting because I think culturally speaking, I, a movie-going audiences are more into a soft reboot than a hard reboot. Like, almost exclusively. Oh, of course, because like, no one likes feeling like they they got their toy taken away from them. Right. And like yeah. they'd rather be like, well, if like it, worst case scenario, this is just shitty fan fiction. I mean, Ocean's 8 could have easily been just its own thing, but even with that, they attached it to... Uh, the old series. Well, th- you, but that didn't make it worse. I no, 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 no. I'm not complaining. I, I actually, I mean, I, I mean, think it, it was did. actually cool that they did that. I, it kind of did at the end when they introduced that one character. Uh, well, I guess that. I don't want to spoil in case people They released yeah. one character. No, we spoiled it in a previous episode. Well, that was a, was that on a mini? A mini? Was, I think it was a little mini. Yeah, or it might have been an episode where we said we're going to talk about this. Either way, but now we're not doing that. I think it, I think it was a bite sized one of our bite sized reviews. Well, whatever. The point <laughs> of the matter was that character. Uh, without having seen the other movies, doesn't make any sense. Right. And also, it's cheating in general. Super, super confusing. Yeah, not really super. Just super cheating. It was just a cheat. It was a cheat all around. I guess I'm I, I'm more referencing the other cameo and yeah. then also the uh, the the sister, the dead the, character, the brother sister connection. Right. Uh, I didn't mind that at all. I wonder if it'd so. be like 
to come from a family of like high class thieves. That would be incredibly. I think if you were in that, like, if I was in a family of thieves, it would be incredibly frustrating. And like high class thieves, not like you know we're like robbing the liquor store thieves, but like classy thieves doing diamond. See, I think they would do that shit too, though. I think every family reunion would be like there'd be like a whole ham out on the table for everybody to eat, and then you turn your back for a second, and it's gone, and it's like, okay, who did it? Well, hey man, there's honor amongst thieves. Is there? Uh, According to the saying, there is. Isn't the saying that is there? There's or, no honor amongst thieves. Or, Isn't that the saying? You're right. <laughs> Depends on which thief you ask, I suppose. Yeah. They just stole the no out of that sentence. Right. Yeah. Should make a movie about a family of super thieves. Super. But thieves? But make it like a drama starring Frank Langella. <laughs> or the. Uh, yeah. I. I. I guess I have nothing to say about it. Sure. Let's do it. Let's make that. <laughs> do movie. it. You ever see Robot and Frank, where he's hanging out with a robot? And he's a super thief in that movie, That's, too. Uh, Didn't even think about that. What's his face? Uh, what was it, Alan Arkin? No, it's Frank Langella. Langella, Langella. Oh, okay. What's the one with Alan Arkin? He's not hanging out with old robots. I thought there was a movie with Alan Arkin hanging out with a robot. No, I think you're thinking of uh, Robot and Frank. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> that movie's pretty good. It's okay. I never saw it. It's fine. It's got a robot. Robots are fun. Yeah. Um, it's got Susan Sarandon. She's great. Yeah. What a, what a treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, National Treasure. It's got Liv Tyler and others. I don't really remember what else happens in that movie. What? National Treasure? No, 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 no. Uh, oh. Robot and Frank. Oh, yeah. Who else is in it? It's just... I just know the three actors. Okay. Yeah. One of them being a robot. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, speaking of robots, I think it's time to... Power down. <laughs> well, if you want to, you know, power up your computer and search us on the internet, you can find us at filmtastedvoyage.com, filmtastedvoyage on Facebook, filmtastedvoyage at gmail.com is our email, or on youtube.com slash filmtastedvoyage or whatever. Uh, is that? I don't know if that's the thing yet. It doesn't matter. And if you want to find us, you know, just us hanging out on the internet, Social media style or whatever. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Batman Crothers. I'm Mr. Kerosene. Yeah, feel free to check out our reviews. Hey, we'll check out your reviews. Well, uh, It's like my... Facebook for Letterboxd. It's like Facebook for movie buffs. Letterboxd. Uh, hey, everybody. We're a part of a bigger podcast network. We're talking about the Let Me Listen podcast network. There's a bunch of podcasts on this network, uh, movie-related and otherwise. So you can get uh, plenty of opinions on films, flicks. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. If you search for uh, Let Me Listen Podcast on SoundCloud. Also on iTunes. Leave some comments. Leave some ratings. Hey, tell your friends about us. Please. But until next time, hey, why don't you go out and see some movies? Uh, and and uh, you have a fantastic voyage of your own, folks. Yeah.